Hi, everyone, and welcome to the GoTech Please Don't Die podcast, a show devoted to tech going and hopefully not dying. I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. And I'm Matt. And uh, after this week, I think maybe us, Southern Miss, you know, maybe ODU, some SEC schools should just break away from the rest of college baseball and form a collegiate super league. What do you all think? It's not funny. Oh, God, don't get Matt started. Not funny. <laughs> we, just got, we just got done with the pre-chat discourse of hodgepodge. You don't want to go down this road. So my answer, <laughs> yeah. my, my succinct answer is no. <laughs> all right. Well, I don't know where to go from there. I thought I had it, but I did not. So All we can really say is that it was an interesting series, and uh, there's a lot, lot to talk about. Yeah, I mean, between this weekend, and granted it was a split series, but the, with the way it ended, I'm still super happy about it. Between that and Dogecoin blowing up, this has been a pretty good weekend for me. Dogecoin! Um, yeah, but let's go ahead and start with baseball rather than with uh, cryptocurrency, because the first game didn't start off at that well. It felt like, oh wait, no, we are mortal. We can lose games, especially to a team like Southern Miss, which is a borderline top 25 school, and still probably only the third best team in CUSA. It's a tech, please. Yeah. Pretty bleak there. Yeah. Uh, it did start off pretty early, uh, pretty well, though. Jonathan Fincher was perfect through the first three innings, uh, but Tech only had scored one run in the first three thanks to a first-inning solo shot from Hunter Wells. But in the fourth, Fincher hit a batter and then gave up a two-run home run to make it 2-1 to one Southern Miss. And the sixth is when Jonathan Fincher really kind of started to lose the zone. He gave up a two-out walk followed by a four-pitch walk and then a single before finally getting out of the inning. So uh, Tech then tied it up in the sixth. It's a brand new ball game with three innings to play. It's 3-3 going into the seventh. And it's still tied going into the eighth, where Kyle Krieger has taken over for, for Fincher here. Southern Miss's Trimble heads to the plate. Here are the pitches from Krieger. Foul ball, foul ball, foul ball. Ball outside the zone, ball outside the zone. Another foul, another ball, another foul. It's 3-2. And then gives up the the home run. Trimble was not leaving the plate without a hit. <laughs> Hell of an at bat. That's, that's a yeah. I'm exhausted just reading it. Can't imagine throwing it. Having been in the game for an inning or two before then. That was kind of a theme of this first game too. Was some of Tech's batters that ended up getting out. I mean, Garcia had like a ten pitch at bat in the fourth inning, and I think Page had a twelve pitch at bat in the fifth. So we we racked up, even though Southern Miss's pitcher was doing pretty well, he racked up pitches on these outs that caused him to leave the game a little earlier than they they would have liked. Yeah, but then the reliever that they had come in, Ryan Ock, who's someone I mentioned in our, yeah. our preview last week, He's good. came in and, and pitched three and two-thirds innings to close the game out, only allowing three hits. Because, yeah, Tech was able to get a runner on in the eighth and ninth inning, but they just couldn't even move them past first base. And the ninth, that was a pickoff move that retired that runner. And Tech falls four to three. The, wor- the worst thing about that was that he almost got out. I think it was McConnell, right? Yeah. He almost got thrown out. And then literally the pitcher didn't even throw another pitch. And he picked him off again and got him. And it was like, uh, what the hell are you doing? I, I understand the need to move to scoring position with – with one out, I mean, a double play ball ends the game. You're down by one. That run matters a lot. I understand trying, but McConnell's not going to steal a base. He, he, he's not. No. So, and, and a steal point, wasn't the call there because I think Burroughs, after after the second game on, on the interview, was like, yeah, I don't know what he was thinking there. 
Yeah, because you're thinking you want to be ready to move as soon as the ball is hit just because your run matters a lot. But still, you can't get picked off in the ninth inning. You can't get picked off in the ninth inning. Brutal way to lose. And I mean, Tech might have lost despite that. I mean, Corona struck out swinging anyway after he got picked off. And and who knows what what would have happened after that. But still, it 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 just Sucks. stings to see that. Yeah, and this was not Tech's best hitting game of of this series. Only Taylor Young and Hunter Wells had a multi hit game. When your base runners are coming at a premium in this game, again, you just can't get picked off. But then game two happens because this wasn't a normal four game series like we've gotten somewhat used to over this Conference USA regular season. This was a four-game series over two days or something that we criticized softball for doing a couple weeks ago. <laughs> and we had two games on Saturday and two games on Sunday. The Saturday games were nine innings and the Sunday games were seven innings. It's a lot of baseball jam-packed into two days. Not enough, TBH. You want more? <laughs> I need more. Well, you'll get some this weekend, but... I hope so. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get more than two wins when we play a six-win Marshall program. But we also <laughs> <Yeah>. got a win... <laughs> Saturday afternoon after the first game, uh, this was the only game the whole series that wasn't decided by a single run. Instead, Tech won by two runs, five to three. That's how close all of these games were. This was an exciting series. Uh, Evan, you want to take us through this game? Yeah, so I mean, Tech started out pretty hot in this game. Um, Matulia homers in the second inning, scoring two, and then Garcia drives in a run. Um, in the third inning. So Tech has a, an early 3-0 lead. But then Southern Miss comes back in the fourth and fifth, putting up three runs in those two innings as well. So uh, as you said, brand new ball game going into the bottom of the fifth, but Tech was able to respond there with uh, with some big hits. Some, uh, I think it was, yeah, back-to-back doubles from Wells and Bates drove in two runs, um, making the score five to three, which is where it ended up. So Really good game and, you know, good pitching from Ryan Jennings, which was good because he's struggled the last few weekends as a starter. Yeah, it was Ryan Jennings and also the guy who I've given a shout out to a couple times now, Landon Tompkins, who yeah. will say his name later and not in the, and not in a good way, but he comes in and pitches two and a thirds innings to get the save. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's not every day you see a three inning spanning save opportunity, but he delivered. Only gives up one hit, too. Yeah, uh, great stuff from Tompkins coming in relief. And Jennings pitched six and two-thirds innings, only gave up five hits, three runs, uh, struck out nine. So really good performance from him, you know, especially, like I said, he he struggled in, I believe, the Rice series. And um, the I think he was the starting – was he starting when we lost to Southern Miss in Hattiesburg too? He may have been. Um, he might have been. Anyway, he he's had some struggles, so it was nice to see him come out and you know put up 106 pitches and you know really find the strike zone as well. Yeah, definitely. And that was it for Saturday. One-one uh, series split so far. Uh, how, what are y'all thinking Saturday night? Are you happy with this split and happy how yeah. Tech responded? Yeah, after I, that first game loss. Well, yeah, I mean happy. I mean, yeah, we won. So of course I was. Yeah, happy. definitely happy with the response to losing. I mean it kind of sucked to, to give up that late home run. And then, you know, like, like we've been saying the last few weeks, we almost expect tech to come back now. Right. And after this, after what happened on Sunday, I think we're going to expect it even more, but it just felt <laughs> weird that that tech didn't like, I think we had a couple guys on base in the eighth and ninth innings of the first game. 
Um, but we just couldn't get it done. You know, we had McConnell get picked off and then Corona strike out. And it felt like the, the wind was taken out of my sails as a fan after that happened, you know, cause it was like, man, I'm starting to believe we got a runner on with one out. Like we, we got this right. But then it just all fell apart in like the span of two pitches <laughs> or not even a pitch. Cause he got picked off. Right. So yeah, such is um, life. It was almost a double play, right, to, to end the game, even though it wasn't. But It sucked. <laughs> so going to the game, too, I mean, it was great to come out and get that win, for sure. And the team wasn't phased by losing, you know, that demoralizing eighth inning loss like that. But um, as a fan afterwards, I'm kind of thinking, all right, if, if we can split tomorrow, I'm I'm okay. If we can win two tomorrow, I mean, shit, we're, we're in the top ten, right? That's how I was feeling on Saturday night. Yeah, I, I kind of went into this weekend just hoping that we'd split. I mean, we took 304 in Hattiesburg, but yeah. Southern Miss is a good team, and they had been rolling heading into the series. I mean, Tech had been as well, but it's not like Southern Miss had had struggled coming into this weekend. Yeah, no, they hadn't lost. Like they, yeah, both teams were coming in with something to prove, I think, and both teams proved some stuff and left some stuff <laughs> on the table for a potential, you know, matchup in the conference tournament. I think. Yeah, uh, Matt, I'm curious because we you weren't on the show last week. And so, I mean, we're talking about this after the fact, but going into this weekend, would you have been happy with a 2-2 split? No. What would have been, accept- what, would three games or would a sweep of Southern Miss be acceptable to you? I mean, acceptable would have been 3-1. I would have been, yeah. So, would have been ecstatic for a sweep, but satisfactory would have been 3-1. Splitting's fine. I mean, you have to kind of, I'm not really looking at it logically, but if you look at it logically... Splitting a series with a team that's as hot as Southern Miss is right now is that's a good that's a good deal. Well, and and Southern Miss is I mean we're ahead of them in the standings right now, but Southern Miss is the class of this conference, right? And they have been for years. So I'm coming for you, Southern Miss. Look to win five of eight in a what three week span? I mean, shit, I will take that all day. That's all a great day, way. That's a great way to look at it. You know, yeah. taking five of eight. I mean, fuck. <laughs> I mean, that's. And now if we play them again, I don't want to have taken five of nine. I want to, have, I want to take six of nine, you know, but. Lamal, nice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that set up and delivery on that joke. Yeah. Um, I wasn't even intending that as the joke, but <laughs> thank you. But we weren't quite at that series split over the weekend yet because we haven't played the Sunday games yet. And the Sunday games were both seven innings. So it's against Ooh. the point where you're in the bottom of the seventh inning and it's this decides everything, and it just feels like you just got done stretching, but whatever. 23 total runs were scored in the early game, but Tech still managed to lose by one, something that the Bulldogs uh, do a lot across sports. Thank 12 you. 12 to 11. Man. So close yeah, to this, coming back in game, that one, too. Yeah, uh, this game was was pretty rough from a pitching standpoint, obviously. If <laughs> oh, there's 23 total runs scored in seven innings, but... It starts out with a five-run first inning for Southern Miss. So the top of the first is over, and Southern Miss is up five to nothing on uh, really, I mean, there's a walk. There's two doubles in a row, a strikeout to get you to two outs in the inning, and then another walk and then a home run, scoring three runs. So That strikeout to walk is what confuses me because it's a three-pitch strikeout swinging followed by a four-pitch walk Yeah, followed by a homer. And, and Dave Nitz mentioned the whole game, especially at the beginning, that the the strike zone was hitter friendly. So they were the 
umpire was being very stingy with the corners of the plate and not giving the pitcher the benefit of the doubt on anything really. And so he, he mentioned, and his son Jay was calling the game with him um, as well, mentioned that the hitters were just kind of able to sit there and wait for their pitch, right? They could wait for a fastball down the middle because eventually, eventually the pitcher's going to have to throw that um, because the umpire wasn't giving him the corners of the plate at all. And that really seemed to be true on both sides of the ball because, you know, Tech comes back out in the bottom of the first, gets a leadoff walk from Taylor Young, which we talked about last week. Good things happen when Taylor Young gets on base to start out the inning, right? Wells singles to center field. Bates hits a three-run home run. So your first three batters, you're right back in the game, right? Five to three, I'll take it, you know? And then we weren't done because Matulia, a couple batters later, hits another home run pretty much to dead center field. So, you know, five to four coming out of the first inning, not the score you would have dreamed of, you know, going into the game like 40 minutes earlier because it was a really long first inning. But, you know, I I was happy with that position after the top half of the, half of the first anyway. Well, yeah, and, and also being down 5-4, I'd much rather that than being down one nothing at any point, right? It feels like, hey, we've scored runs, we can score them yeah. again. A one-run deficit's not as big of a deal when you're going to score, end up scoring 23 runs. But you still have to score more than your opponent to win the game. That tends to be how sports work, yes. <laughs> yeah, so after that first inning, it's, it's quite a quiet for a bit. The, both teams start the second with a double, no more runs until the fourth. And then that's yeah, where things start to get a little bad. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, too, though, that Southern Miss pulled their pitcher in the middle of that second inning. And I think it was because – so they pulled him after he gets Alex Ray to pop out. And I think that's because the top of the lineup was coming up again. And they had already seen his pitches, and they had already rocked him in the first inning. So they uh, they didn't want to let us get a second look at him, right? That's that's fair. When you give up four earned runs in a, a inning and a in a third, then yeah, yeah, that's not, not great. That's not I mean, <laughs> yeah, our guy didn't do that much better. And hell, I could have done that. Yeah, position player <laughs> pitching. It's the next step <laughs> yeah. down after that. I go out there. I legitimately and, wonder how fast you can throw a baseball right now, Matt. If you had like a if we had a radar gun, what do you okay. think you could hit? Dead ass, probably twelve. <laughs> <laughs> Do some quick math to see if a 12 mile per hour pitch even gets close to the plate. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't realize we were measuring MPH. I meant light years. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, can, I can throw a 12. So you can light throw years. the ball really far, but how fast can you throw it? <laughs> 12 light years is pretty fast. You're starting in space, it just never stops. Anyway, I throw it and I hit the rover on Mars. <laughs> So you can throw it far and accurate, but how quick can you throw it? That helicopter just crashes in the, in the video. What's responsible for this? They find a, ball, a baseball on the moon. <laughs> they assume there used to be a baseball team on the moon. The moon. Come on, Matt. <laughs> on Mars. <laughs> yeah, helicopter would not work very well on the moon. It would not. Go on, though. Enough, enough delaying, though, because here's where things get bad for the Bulldogs. Top of the fourth comes up for the Golden Eagles. Here's how it starts. Well, here's how it goes, at least. A single, single, double, single. In that stretch, three runs are scored, and Southern Miss is now up four. Then, after a Corona solo shot in the bottom of the fourth, Southern Miss adds three more in the fifth, and now it's 11-5 to five Southern Miss. Mm. We saw this earlier when we played them in the, a couple weekends ago. They can explode sometimes. They, they don't often score very many runs, but when they do, they can, they can score one game out of a series. They can just... 
<laughs> bat around and bat around and bat around. But Tech is down by six, but they're not really out of it, are they? We've seen Tech make some moves late in games. The Bulldogs add three more in the fifth with two outs, thanks to a single, 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 walk, single, hit by pitch. And then finally the out. But that adds three of the runs, so now they're only down by four. And a quiet sixth inning by both teams. Uh, Southern Miss adds one more run on a Greg Martinez wild pitch, which wild pitches were kind of an issue over this past weekend. And now it's 12 to 8. So it was they were down by three. Now they're down by four. Mm. 12 to 8, Man, coming this, to the bottom of the seventh. The seventh inning kind of hurts to look at because it was so close, man. I mean, like, literally, you can measure how close we were to winning this game in in feet, you know, like (laughs) single-digit feet. But McConnell singles to right field to start things out. Corona gets gets struck out looking, um, which he had a pretty good game at the plate, so that's a big out for Southern Miss to get him out. Um, Brantley singles, um, putting runners at first and second. And McLeod reaches on a fielder's choice. So we got two outs, um, still down four runs with Taylor Young coming up. And your boy Taylor Young gets a double, puts uh, McLeod at third. McConnell ends up scoring. Then Wells gets a single, scoring two runs. So now all of a sudden, the one still run two game. outs. It's a two-out rally, right? We're, we're down four runs with two outs in the last inning. And it's a one-run game all of a sudden. And Southern Miss puts in a new pitcher. But Bates is able to see him pretty good. He gets down to two strikes, but singles into center field, putting the winning or the tying run at second base and the winning run at the plate. The winning run at first base um, or at the plate, depending on what Garcia does. And man, everybody listening to the show knows what Garcia did at the end of game two, but you may have missed this. What happened, Nathan? Uh, he hits a ball into the outfield, left field, left fielder tracing back and catches it short of the warning track. Oh, just like right on the edge of the warning track. So close. And so close, I but think, but uh, with the benefit of hindsight, we know what could have happened there too. Yeah, I feel like, I think Burroughs after the second game said that he thought um, Garcia got it a little bit too close to his hands. Like it, it went off the... Uh, the skinny part of the bat and not the fat part of the bat. And that was the difference in, uh, you know, if it was like one inch further down the bat, it probably would have gone out. But Science. Yeah. And we'll get um, to the second game in a second, but imagine if both games ended with a walk-off <laughs> home run by Manny Garcia. Yeah. And also Manny Garcia went 0 for 5 in this game, by the way, in the first game, when both teams were hitting the ball very well. Um, Manny Garcia goes 0 for 5, and he didn't like that too much, turns out. Yeah, he's the only Tech starter who had no hits in the first game. <laughs> yeah. Sucks. In the second game, Manny Garcia has four at-bats and has four hits. Yeah, <laughs> he was he was pretty including, unhappy with that. With that including two homers. Yeah, it turns out you just need to... I'm not sure what you need to do. You just need to... <laughs> no one strikes... <laughs> no one gets Manny Garcia out six times in a row, I guess, is the, yeah. the common saying, right? I have heard that, yeah. Yeah. I heard it. Uh, I think I got in a fortune cookie one time. Um, really kind of out of, out of ideas there. But in this, some more wisdom, though. We posed the question in the second game. What happens if we give Manny Garcia an immediate shot <laughs> to redeem himself in the bottom of the night, in the bottom of the seventh? Sorry. It's I, I tell you what happens. He says, M-A-R-S, Mars, bitches. Red Rocks. <laughs> he, he practically hit that ball to Mars. A second baseball falls out of the sky and hits the rover. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, this game was 
pretty good. I mean, Tech was leading for most of the game and then fell apart in the sixth inning, and it really, I felt very deflated um, as a fan when that happened. And I know, Matt, you were in our chat saying it's all over, we're going to fall out of the top 25 and all this. <laughs> all this. Was, that is very pessimistic, um, indeed. if you haven't noticed. But, yeah, you can never count this team out, man. Never. Yeah. But this feels like a tech, a game Tech almost lost. This feels like a game that Tech had in their hands and then just kind of it fell apart. Because going into this game, you're thinking, okay, we need we need to win this one now. Yeah. Just, much, to split the it, series, we needed to win one of these two and we lost the first one. So now we need to win the second one. Yeah. As a fan, it feels like a must win. I mean, it really, it, it's not because it's no. a good team but like it felt like a oh man if we're if we're a legit team we will exactly. win this game if we right? are the team we think we are we're gonna win this game yeah and i love how you describe that nathan as like it felt like we almost lost it because really southern miss would have stolen this game and if you go watch the video we that uh we tweeted of you know dave nitz's call of the home run at the end um you can see Southern Miss's players don't leave the field until like Tech is done celebrating. Like they're just sitting there. They can't believe it. They thought they were stealing the game and then it got stolen right back. But Nathan, take us through what happened to get us to that to that moment. Yeah. To get us to the moment where I almost felt bad for a Southern Miss player. I never felt bad. Yeah, no. I, 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 yeah, I guess. I know I know you're being sarcastic, but I reveled in their pain. Please continue. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they reveled in ours a little bit early on because they did strike first in the top of the first, thanks to a wild pitch that moves the runner to third base. Then when Corona does get the ball in his hand, he throws it to third, throws it into left field, and now the runner from second scores thanks to two errors on a play. That's always nice. But then Tech immediately (laughs) gets that run back in the bottom of the first. And then they also add solo runs in the second and third. And so Tech is up 3-1, to and after the fifth inning, Tech is up 5-2. to So two innings left, and you're up by three runs. Things are feeling pretty good. But then Jarrett Orff starts to struggle a bit with the strike zone. Uh, He has two wild pitches and one at bat that advances the runner twice. And then Landon Tompkins heads in. And I mentioned him earlier. He had that three and a third inning save, or two and a third inning save, the previous day. I don't like using him here. I definitely don't like using him here in the sixth inning, but... Your bullpen is an issue right now. You only have so many arms you can trust, and this is a what feels like a must-win game. But he just threw 30 pitches the night before. It's also the fourth game of a two-day. Like you're, you're like what 30 hours into into <laughs> playing baseball this weekend. So I mean, the bullpen is stretched very thin at this point. But I agree, he threw 30 pitches. That's a lot. It seems like a lot as a guy who's never pitched before and could probably throw 12 miles an hour just like Matt. <laughs> <laughs> 12 light years either one i mean some people are meant for i mean we we've had we, nate harris was kind of meant as this guy who could come in and just throw whatever you need him to whenever you need him to it but we hadn't seen that out of tompkins yet and maybe that's what he was being conditioned for and maybe he still will be but it it's i just i didn't want to see him there and and great none of our pitchers went super long into games and even when we're playing two seven inning games we still didn't really have anybody who who was able to pitch like six or seven innings in a game, but I I wish we could have picked up somebody else and got them uh, to come in the game here because after giving up a nine pitch strikeout, a strikeout that took nine pitches to get to, he then gives up a three run home run to tie the game, mm. then gives up a four pitch walk and he gets the hook. <laughs> yeah, home home run on a 
two strike count too. So, ouch. Yeah, a two two count. Just and maybe I'm a I'm a little more salty about this than I should be, especially because one we won the game, but also because I've kind of loved on Landon Tompkins a lot on this show. And so to have him struggle is like, well, come on, you're making me look bad. He betrayed you. Yeah. Uh, Burroughs betrayed me is what that argument I'm making right now. You fall on your knees and say, what have I done? (laughs) (laughs) Maybe during the game. I think I'm over it now. But Kyle Griffin comes in for Tompkins after that four-pitch walk. Strikes out the first batter, then gives up a single and another single. That scores the what could have been the winning run for Southern Miss because now they're winning 6-5. to five. Kyle Greer comes in after that and walks the first batter in four pitches and then gets a lineup to shortstop on an 0-2 count. So, yeah, yeah. Tech is down going into the bottom of the sixth. Again, like by a run. That, that inning, like when Krigger came in and walked Sargent to – for his first batter, it was like, oh, man, here we go again. Like, how many runs are they going to score? Um, it felt like the LSU game. It felt like a we thought oh. we were in control. And, and maybe this is a little bit later than the LSU game. But it felt like we're in control of this. We have all the momentum. And then all of a sudden, okay, we they tied the game. And now they took the lead. And now they're going to continue to take the lead until we can stop them. And we can't stop them. And look, that, that line out that you mentioned to end the inning, I mean, Alex Ray made a phenomenal play on that ball. He... He jumped. I don't. I don't know how high, but I mean, he showed some serious hops and caught it like at the high point of the of the jump. So he like timed that perfectly because that was that had base hit written all over it. Would have scored at least one more run. Um, probably just one more run. Um, from second, but yeah, it was it was like targeted. To oh, they had a guy in. on third too. Those bases loaded, so it probably scores two. Oh, was it? My bad. Yeah. So that's two runs right there. So I mean, Alex Ray like deserves a lot of credit for he didn't have the best weekend you know batting or anything like that but that saved two runs like literally right there and uh, who knows what would have happened if we were down three instead of one yeah i mean down two and what happens soon ties the game instead of and walks it off but still uh yeah but now it's six to five southern miss and tech goes down one two three in the bottom of the sixth and Luckily, Tech is able to kind of quiet down Southern Miss after that huge inning in the seventh with a ground out, a fly out, and a pop out, kind of yeah, going as far as many different ways to get someone out without striking them out as possible. <laughs> only, uh, Kyle Krieger is still in the game here. He only throws, how many pitches is this? On the second pitch, he gets a ground out of the first at bat. Second pitch gets a fly out, and the first pitch gets a pop out. <laughs> he throws five pitches and gets three five outs. Five pitches and gets three outs, yeah. <laughs> After that sixth inning, I will take that all day for sure. You don't need yeah. to strike anybody out, but <laughs> just five pitches, three out, let's go. Yeah, so now it's the bottom of the seventh. Tech wasn't able to quite come from behind the last time, but they also had a much bigger deficit. Are they able to, to create their own magic and tie the season or tie the series at 2-2 and win the season series? Young starts off on a 1-1 count, singles to the shortstop, yeah. infield hit. Really deep, yeah, really deep uh, play for the shortstop. He didn't even end up making a throw because it was Young's really fast, and he had to like go to his to his um, right, I guess, to make the play. And just yeah, great, great job by Young. You know, being fast, <laughs> I guess. Thank you. And <laughs> um, at this point, I was like, okay, Young got on base to start the inning. I like it. You know, we always say I'm on record as saying when Young gets on base to start an inning good things happen, right? So 
I'm coming. I was thinking Wells was going to knock it out, to be honest. That's I was like standing up. I'm like, yeah, come on, Wells. We got this. And he flies out to center field. So fuck you, Wells. Yeah, I gets two strikes on him before he does, too. I I realize when I'm watching these, I kind of just start saying the player's first name over and over again. It's like, come on, Hunter, you can do this, Hunter. Come on, Hunter. Like, 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 I, don't know, I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. Like, oh yeah, we're friends. <laughs> yeah, I do that too. After Hunter flies out to center field, Parker Parker Bates comes up to bat, immediately goes down 0-2, and then flies out to left field. It feels like both of these guys were trying to end the game with one swing of the bat. They were trying to end it. Yeah. I don't blame them. Both are home run hitters. We should have played it, but I mean, there were a lot of home runs hit this weekend. So I I guess, you know, they're going for it. Two outs now. Manny Garcia heads to the plate, takes a first pitch strike looking. Second pitch comes to the plate. Wait, before that, actually, what are you, what are you thinking? Look, with with Manny Garcia up at the plate. So he, he hit a home run earlier in this game, right? So I'm thinking, all right, come on, Manny. And, and, I'm thinking, dude, you almost had it in the first game. Like, let's go. You know, you get an immediate shot at redemption. How often does that happen in life, let alone in baseball, right? So, like, Garcia's up here. He watches this first pitch go by, and I'm not even kidding you. He just – he was taken the whole way, and it was not a called take. Like, the coaching staff will call a take, right? Third base coach, in our case, Lane Burrows, will tell you, like, hey, it's 3-0, and give the sign for take, right? You're not swinging at this pitch. Garcia did that on his own because he just wanted to see it. He wanted to see it. And then the very next pitch, he showed you why he wanted to see it. Yeah. And the very next pitch. No balls, one strike on Garcia. It is. This ball is up. This (laughs) ball is gone. It's a two run walk off home run. Oh, you got to love that. I do got to love that. Oh, my gosh. Garcia (laughs) almost hit a window in the apartment on the second story. Wow. Man, I love the public address announcer, too. It was so great. <laughs> he's just like, yeah. he's just like, game, that's game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Nitz's son is pretty good, man. I like I like Jay Nitz. He's good. As yeah, long as his last I, name is Nitz. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's the important part. We got to keep that legacy going. It's great to hear. It's great to hear Dave on the call. Yeah. That, too. I mean, they also, so the Kusa TV feed that show the home run, kind of immediately cut off from tracking the ball to just watching him try to round the bases. Yeah. The only other feet, the other only other video I've seen of this uh, is from Corey Diaz and Corey Diaz's video. It shows the home, the ball being hit a little bit longer and then also cuts to him rounding the bases. I don't see any proof that that ball has hit the ground yet. I think <laughs> it may still be up in the air somewhere because that thing was hit a mile. Right. This and- down. A-R-S. <laughs> Mars, bitches. Red rocks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Evan, you're going to have to listen back to you saying yeah, yeah later, and that's going to be fun for you. I love the Black Bush skit. Thank you, Dave Chappelle. The best. Yeah, that's the best one. Um, oh, my God. Dude. Okay, so I'm watching Corey Diaz's video right now, and, like, Manny Garcia hits it and does not – he just – he steps nonchalantly off the plate. Like he does not, he didn't run or anything. He knew immediately and he doesn't like bat flip or anything, but he should have, he kind of, he kind of <laughs> throws the bat down and like, and should like, have charged the mound. 
<laughs> he wants to it's fight a home the run, pitcher. Throws a punch at the pitcher. <laughs> Man, that's apex predator shit right there. <laughs> I also love how like the the home plate umpire goes in goes in like watches the plate as if he can even see what's happening with the entire tech team surrounding the plate. Like he stands there and looks at it, and he's like, "Okay, he stepped on it." It's like, dude, you couldn't see that. Like you don't know. I wish I loved cleaning dishes as much as home plate umpires love cleaning the plate. I don't get it. I don't get it, especially when there's, there's not no going to be another dirt. pitch thrown. There's no dirt in this stadium. They still do it. <laughs> it makes no sense. It's tradition. I, yeah, it's I guess. He's got a brush. He has to use it. But yeah, so Tech wins that final game of the series, takes a 2-2 split and a season series win over Southern Miss. The final score of that last game is 7-6. to six. It, you want to know what Manny Garcia said about about being up five three? He said we want to see him again, and we're, we told him to bring it. Like, God, you know, dude, we're we're going for him, man. Like, Southern Miss is at the top. You gotta you gotta take him down. You know. Well, as Rick Flair once it. said, you have to to be the man. You got to beat the man. So yeah. And if you ain't first, you're last. I think that was Ricky Bobby's father. My bad. Bobby. I always get them confused. <laughs> okay <laughs> but yeah so i mean that was the series that was that was some of the most exciting baseball i've watched in a while um great series maybe I mean, it just would have been dave nitz's calls of them i'm not sure but four very close games i mean what else can you say but you gotta love it yeah the, these two teams are very evenly matched um i think it was like 26 to 25 total runs this this series um three one run games that all of the games could have gone either way, really. I mean, Tech won one game five to three, but other than that, one run games that kind of came down to the second, uh, second to last or last inning. I just missed an opportunity to say the word penultimate, and now I'm mad. Um, <laughs> but anyway, you know, just fun baseball to watch. It was really can't miss, right? Like you, you had to just you had to be tuned into all of this because you never knew what was going to happen. Well, this is as close as the Rice series from the year we went to the regional in 2016 that that I've felt watching Tech baseball in a while. Every game was great. Every game was close. And I'm happy with the result. Yeah. And even, I mean, we split the series here and I said the teams were pretty evenly matched in runs, right? Um, Tech scored 10 runs off of home runs. So not, not 10 home runs, but like 10 of Tech's 26 or whatever runs we scored were off home runs. 11 of Southern Misses were. Tech had 42 hits overall. Southern Miss only had 33. So we actually did out-hit them a little bit more than um, maybe it would seem like with that close of a series. But um, that's really encouraging to see, um, especially I think on day two, the, the second half of our lineup kind of picked it up a little bit. Um, I think I saw LaTeX Sports Report talking about that that on day one they they went like two for 35 or something the bottom five guys in the lineup and then on the uh second day they they batted like three 350 or something so definitely good to see everyone getting involved but manny garcia coming back with that four for four i'm already mad that nathan laid claim to him as the uh player of the week but i I started working on notes just so i could claim him earlier today (laughs) Yeah, Manny Garcia is my player of the week this week. OPS of the weekend of 1.500. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Yeah. 1.5? <laughs> and uh, he's actually second best on the team. Um, 16 at-bats, 7 hits, a double, and 2 home runs, both in the same game. Both hugely mattered. 
mutually the word, right? Um, so yeah, Manny Garcia. I mean, you can't you can't pick a better player than the player that wins you the last game of the series. Yeah, and God, he was so close to having like two two game winning walk off home runs. Oh, on the same day. God, so close. Like I I said in our chat, I wish. Manny Garcia could have traded like 15 feet off of his second home run to add to that first hit. Oh, man. But um, I'm going to give it to Taylor Young, the only guy who, like you said, he was number one in OPS. Batted eight for 14 in this series. Um, Only two walks, but he was kind of the constant throughout all four games. Hunter Wells was good too, but unfortunately he had his hit streak broken. And that's why I thought he was going to hit the home run because I was like, man, he wants that hit streak to keep going in that last game of the series. So he sees his hit streak end at, I believe, 20 games, maybe 21. But, yeah, I'm giving it to Taylor Young for that reason because Hunter Wells didn't get the hit. Yeah, Taylor Young's OPS was slightly better at 1.504 yeah. on the weekend. Matt, you got a player of the weekend? It was going to be Young for me too. I, I mean, that's that's the kind of stats that I look at. and I mean, he had a few great games, so that was going to be my guy. No yeah. home runs, though. Yeah, well, so I mean, he's not a home run hitter, but so to be fair, too, runs. Wells had five RBIs. I mean, Wells Wells is a pretty good choice, um, even though he didn't have quite the gaudy numbers. Eight for fourteen for Young is pretty freaking crazy. Yeah, I mean, that's um, excellent. <laughs> yeah, and like God, I've said this what four times this episode, but when Young gets on base, good things happen, right? So, um, yeah, and he get, he got on base a lot. Like my boy Wade Boggs, y'all don't know who Wade Boggs is? No, yeah, I mean, I, I, I do. I don't know what else to add. <laughs> yep, he's like Wade Boggs, exactly, one hundred percent. He should get drafted <laughs> immediately and just go I ahead mean, and start playing. If he, Wade Boggs has the distinction of not only being a Hall of Famer and a World Series winner and having his jersey retired by two franchises, he also played in the longest professional baseball game in history. Does anybody care to know or guess how many innings said game went? 23. I was also say, thinking early 20s. No. <laughs> it went to, um, it lasted 33 innings. What? Eight hours and 25 minutes of playing time. That was a triple A game, though. It's considered professional ball, though. That's fair. The Paul Tuckett Red Sox and the Rochester Red yeah. Wings. <laughs> Yeah, the Paw- Wade Boggs was on the Pawtucket Red uh, on the Pawtucket Red Sox. He was in the minors for the Red Sox at the time, and he made a joke to his his dad. He called him after the game at like seven o'clock in the morning or whatever it was, and said, "Hey, Dad, I got four hits tonight." He said, "Wow, way to go, son!" But I was at bat twelve times, so it wasn't really that great. But uh, Dave Nitz last weekend was talking about how he called a San Antonio missions game that was like 24 innings or something like that back, back in the eighties, I think. So just a weird connection to tech, I guess. I'm wondering if this is the game. I found a, I found an AP report. Uh, it was I, a, I also found nothing. It. is this the same thing? The, the July 14th, 1988. Yeah. Or no, July 17th, but this is from the LA Times, So it may have, oh, okay. Been this is the yeah the date of the game. Yeah. I found a, a thing like a 25-year look back. Uh, the game went to 25 innings. The total time of game was 7 hours and 23 minutes. Ooh. Ended at 2 a.m. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm all for extra baseball, but when you get into the 33rd inning, you've, <laughs> you've now witnessed three and a half games worth of baseball. There was a player that went 0 for 10 in that game. 
<laughs> at the tenth at bat, you just got to be up there morally defeated. Like, damn it, and, please, yeah, throw me a meatball right down the middle, please. I want to hit me. I want to get on base. <laughs> I want to say Mitt said something about the the winning hit coming from like a like a relief pitcher or something who was in the game as a batter. <laughs> I mean, probably so, you start running out of guys at some place. Oh yeah, and I think the the you know the pitchers probably end up being just regular like you know infielders and outfielders who used to pitch when they played little league and are like shit i can give you like a half least, you know i can give you a couple outs maybe yeah but by the time you reach 33 innings and it's four in the morning I, i'd be in the corner taking pcp or something because that <laughs> i mean you really they, they had to go home and rest up for the 11 a.m game the next day or the same day oh man that's quite a story well, jumping back to actual tech baseball for a second. Uh, yes. I mean, after the series play, I was kind of curious how the polls would do. I kind of thought we'd drop a couple places, and in a couple of the polls we did. But in the D1 baseball poll, which has been kind of one of my more favorite polls because they seem to actually enjoy ranking teams that yeah. aren't. It's not just a popularity contest. Um, they still have tech ranked at number 14. Huh. Yeah. No, no change. Um, USM did not get ranked, um, but USM also lost their midweek game against whoever it was they played before coming to Ruston. Um, but I will say the the head writer Kendall Rogers of D1Baseball.com did say that he lo- he loves Southern Miss and thinks that they should be ranked, but he couldn't justify it after they went two and three on the week. So um, once they bounce back, whoever they play next, if they go three and one or four and zero, expect to see Southern Miss, you know, twenty four, twenty five in that poll. Yeah, and, and they do play uh, this week. They play Western Kentucky, which is a middle okay. of the pack Cusa team. Um, yeah. But outside of D one baseball, though, Tech is also still number nine in RPI in Baseball America poll. We were number sixteen. We're now number nineteen, and USA Today still has us at number fifteen. So. Tech has stayed pretty much about the same. I mean, that's kind of what I would expect after playing a very good team and splitting the series. Yeah. Looking forward to next week, Tech plays Marshall at J.C. Lowe Field. On the season so far this year, Marshall is bad. They are 6-22 and so far on the uh, year. Granted, their last two games have been wins. So, I guess before we're midday Saturday, they were 4-22, and <laughs> uh, which is not any better. Their wins so far, because they can list them all off, even though they've played almost 30 games, they beat Moorhead State one time out of three. They beat Mercer one time out of three. They beat West Virginia. Oh. That's actually kind of saying something. West Virginia is an RPA RPI of 88, but still, I mean, that's a pretty big win. Uh, and then they took two of four from FIU. And before winning those two games, they were on a 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15-game oh, losing streak. My. God, they yeah, finally they snapped. Conference. They they had not won a conference game until Saturday and Sunday. Wow, he's not even good, right? So, um, and I feel bad for them because they have to play. They played Old Dominion in a four game series. Old Dominion's ranked; they're number twenty, give or take, depending on what poll you're looking at. They play Tech, who's number fifteen, give or take, and they're about to play Charlotte in a couple weeks, who's number twenty one, give or take. And it's they not a they played a, easy they schedule played for FAU them. as well, and FAU was a much higher ranked team coming into the season than they've kind of turned out to be, but yeah, not, not great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're pretty bad. Uh, yeah. They're bad. They do have one good player. I would say, I mean, I'm sure there's, they're all better than me, but the, the guy to watch out for 
<laughs> is uh, Ryan Letch. A bunch of Nathans out there. <laughs> That's why they're so bad, apparently. <laughs> well, no one will. No one wants to field someone who batted into a triple pay play in t-ball. Yeah, so that's why I've been so busy these past few weekends. I didn't even know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so so Ryan Leach, Lech, something like that. OPS of over Leach. one, but just barely. 1.003. That huh. said, he's hit a lot of home runs when he does get hits. So his batting average is about 250. And when he does get a hit, he hits a home run 37% of the time. Oh, wow. He has hit 62% or... 62-63% singles, 37% home runs, no doubles, no triples. I know. Well, I mean, <laughs> live by the bat, die by the bat. <laughs> Pretty Jesus. much, yeah. My God. Uh, Luke Edwards is their next highest guy, but he is, his OPS is eight point or 0.875. 8.75 would be impossible. Starting <laughs> pitching. Oh, Zach Atkinson is their best starter so far this year, but his ERA is 3.37, so not really ideal if you're looking at who your best starting pitcher is. Their relievers, they do have one guy so far this year is yet to give up an earned run. That's Will Dando, but he's only pitched four and two-thirds innings. Uh, Je- Jeffrey Purnell is also another guy who's been very good. But after that, they don't have another guy who has an ERA of under four. The next best after that is Brady Choban. Um, They also have a guy whose name they don't even have listed in their roster, but he's pitched 7.2 innings, and he's just listed as the player 21. He has an ERA of 8.22, so watch out for 21 because we may be able to hit him pretty well yeah i mean yeah tech should be able to win these games i mean we should be able to out hit them and our pitching staff is going to be one of the best ones that they've seen so far warren nolan who does uh rpi based predictions has tech winning seven to one nine to three eight to zero and ten to zero so pretty lofty goals there for tech to shoot for winning by that many runs over the course of the series but uh, God, they only have Marshall scoring four runs in four games, so good. that would be good to see. All solo home runs by that one guy. Probably. <laughs> three solo home runs in one game by that guy would be pretty impressive in a 9-3 to three loss. I'll just say that. <laughs> he he ran just, backwards one of the times around the bases. Just, just trying um, to increase his draft stock. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, so moving on to softball very quickly. Softball did not have the greatest week. They had one win against UAB. They also lost to ULM on Tuesday, four to five. So not the greatest week Man. from our Lady Texters. This week, though, the the Lady Texters have six games to play. On Tuesday, six they play U Lafayette. On Wednesday, they play Grambling. Then on Saturday and Sunday, they have doubleheaders against UTEP. Oh my God! Uh, oh, yeah, okay. that's a lot of games. It is a lot of games. I do not envy playing six games in seven days. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when it comes to what Massey thinks those games will go against ULL, they have a 6% chance to win. Final score prediction of 7 to 1. Louisiana Lafayette is number 19 in the country. Oh. But then it gets better. Grambling is number 290 in the country, and they predict an 8 1 victory and 95% chance to win for the Texters. UTEP, they think that Tech will win at least the majority of these games. Score prediction of 6 to 3. 77% chance to win against the number 235 team in the nation, an 8 and 20 UTEP program. So maybe a bounce back week. You know, hopefully we get that ULL win too. That'd be that'd be really nice. But I mean, hopefully the Texters can win some of these games. Hopefully. Yeah. But that's not all the Texter news that we have. Uh, Evan, you had something about bowling? Uh yeah, so I don't fully understand. 
as usual <laughs> when it comes to this. But the sectionals for the other championship, the intercollegiate team championships, is what ITC stands for, Nathan, um, from a few weeks ago. We were wondering that. Um, they qualified at the Dallas sectional for the national tournament, which is in a couple weeks in Wyoming, Michigan. So that's a very confusing few sentences I just said, but uh, go Texters, they get another chance to win a national championship after they did not win one at the other national championship. So I don't even really understand what that was about. I, you know, I told you guys, I went to Jimmy John's and the Youngstown state team was there and they saw my jacket and were like, Hey, Louisiana tech, we just bowled the, uh, those guys. And unfortunately I didn't get to see the law tech people. Cause if I had, I would have broken COVID protocol. And done what? Ha- had them hoist me up over them like it's a bat mitzvah. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you come up with this shit, man? <laughs> uh, all right. <laughs> we got to do, do predictions. Yeah, we do. So we have four baseball games all against Marshall. We have six softball games. We have ULL, Grambling, and UTEP. And then we have the bowling team. Will they win the national championship or not? Evan, you want to start us well, off? The bowling championship is on May 5th through May 8th. So we got some time to ruminate about that one. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll really be diving into the numbers, you know, really. Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, we still don't even know how this shit works. Um, okay. The round ball hits the pins. As far as the the baseball, softball, I think we're going 4-0 in baseball. Um, Marshall's not good. Um, I think we'll be ready. You know, it's not like a midweek trap game or anything. It's like a full weekend series. I think we're ready to go. Um, let's see. Softball. I'll say they go four and two. With They don't beat ULL and they lose one to UTEP, but they, they take the series and beat Grambling. So that is eight and two overall. All right. Matt, what do you think? Uh, I. I would say Tech is going to sweep, but I thought they'd do that to UAB. They inexplicably lost the game to UAB. Uh, so it only seems right that they, you know what? Fuck, no, fuck that. Uh, they're going to sweep Marshall. They're just going to. So that's, that's four wins right there. Come on, Tech. You got to sweep in you. So uh, four wins against Marshall. Texters have six games. Oh, man. I'm going to go where Tech's going to win seven games. I think the Lady Texters are going to win three games. Okay. Yeah, so I also think a sweep against Marshall. So since we all think it, it probably won't oh, happen. God. Yeah, we're getting but, swept. Yeah. Oh. Yep. <laughs> getting swept by Marshall. Oof. What a way okay. to end a season. If Marshall sweeps Tech, I <clears throat> will do a Facebook Live of me downing an entire six-pack of guava sour beer. Oh, God. <laughs> Matt hates if you knew Matt, you would, that would be a big thing. Yes, yeah. I will do a Facebook Live. Or hell, is there even a way to do it on the GTPDD uh, Twitter? Can I do that? Yeah, this will be the first time ever that we're <laughs> going to use the feature for super follows. Oh, yeah. And we'll make you pay to watch Matt drink six <laughs> <laughs> sour beers. Sour guava beers from Crane Brewing in Raytown, Missouri. I will down the whole six pack. Whatever money we get, we'll donate to Wounded Warriors or <laughs> Canine Aids. Probably or, the first one out of the two, if I had to pick one. Child, you know, I don't know. We'll give the money to a charity. <laughs> I really don't want to do that, though. I really hope Tech doesn't get swept. <laughs> How about a North Louisiana food bank? 
Yeah. Um, let's. Yeah, I, that sounds good. Yeah. I, I, again, I think we're going to sweep Marshall. I think softball. Here's how I think this goes. I think we beat ULL, we lose to Grambling, and then we split UTEP. And I still think that counts as a win on the week because we beat ULL. And I guess. We beat but, ULL in anything is a victory. Yeah, but losing to Grambling, good Lord. They're one of the yeah. worst teams in the country. We're oh, well. not so great so far this year. So. <laughs> um, That's sad. But our baseball team was, and our tweet of the week this week kind of mentions that. I'm pretty sure Tanner just stole this joke from us, but he's still getting the tweet of the week anyway. It's a picture of Manny Garcia rounding the bases after hitting his walk-off home run to beat Southern Miss in the last game of the season. He's looking excited. I was trying to think of a caption of, of this picture. Couldn't think of a better one. And he says, when mom says the pizza rolls are ready. Uh, Great tweet. That's low-hanging yeah. fruit. But it's hey, funny. I I made, I did not tweet this out. I posted it on Bleed Tech Blue, though, and people told me to tweet it out. I, I took the picture of... Um, Garcia between second and third base, and you can see Southern Miss's pitcher in the background. Oh man! I, I put the uh, the Michael Jordan crying face on the pitcher. <laughs> um, <laughs> so hold on, let me let me send that to you guys. And I guess I got to tweet it now that I said it on the show. But yeah. Oh man, that's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by number ten in the background, looking like Elon Musk. <laughs> He's just, you know what? The next time Manny Garcia hits a walk-off home run is game three of the College World Series final. Oh, my God. Oh, Matt, please. <laughs> that will be, if that happens, I will. <laughs> How many sour I'll... beers are you drinking? <laughs> <laughs> Matt will, Matt no, will if... the entire keg. We'll do a keg stand on sour beer. <laughs> with a bendy, with a bendy straw, <laughs> I won't. I will drink the entire thing. No, I'm just saying. If Manny Garcia hits a game, a walk off home run in the third game, which is the final game of the College World Series final, I, I, you guys might. What I you guys, you guys are going to see me cry. We catch I mean, it. The, yeah, I won't be able to see you cry because I'll be crying. <laughs> I will be screaming like I just witnessed. Uh, I don't know. I don't even know what I could compare that. That would easily be the greatest sporting moment of my life. And it wouldn't even oh, be yeah. close. It wouldn't even be remotely close to anything else. And we catch the home run ball. Evan catches the home run ball and just starts sobbing uncontrollably. And people think that we've lost a love of them. <laughs> really. but it would just and start we split and- the ball into three pieces and we all come together collectively <laughs> every four years to combine the baseball to open up the portal to hell. Because yes. we had to appease I, to get this to happen. And I never leave Omaha. The janitor, Omaha. <laughs> seven yeah. hours later, after everyone's left and the lights are shutting off, the janitor's like, sir, you, you have to leave. How long do you think they keep the lights on after the game? Seven hours. It's morning by the time you leave. <laughs> You're surprised, man. The Royals, the Royals will leave their lights on forever. I got off at 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock at night one time. The game ended it. It was a 1 o'clock game. The lights are still on. Oh. I was like, what the hell? Who's paying for this light bill? Better not be me. <laughs> and on that interesting factoid, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Go Tech Please Don't Die podcast. As always, you can follow us on Twitter at G-O-T-E-C-H-P-L-S-D-N-T-D-I-E. Or head to our blog where the baseball contest is run every week, and we also post sometimes. That's gtpdd.dog or .dog. And until next time, I'm Nathan. I'm Evan. I'm Matt. And Go Tech Please Don't Die.
after Hunter flies out to center field, Parker, Parker Bates, comes up to bat, immediately goes down 0-2, and then flies out to left field. It feels like both of these guys were trying to end the game with one swing of the bat. They were trying to end it. I thought Parker's name was Master. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> 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 just going to flag that in the, in the notes so he knows where to go cut for the... <laughs> End of the show. There right. we go. With 32 Thank minutes, you. 52 seconds. <laughs> Masturbates. I'm pathetic. Thank you for explaining your joke after we all got it, by the way. That's what a good, that's what a good comedian does. <laughs>